and welcome to Labors in the Harvest with Kevin Folger. This podcast is a weekly conversation about the gospel and the work that God is doing through those who labor for him. Kevin Folger, your host, is a man with over four decades of ministry experience. For 41 years, he served on the pastoral staff of Cleveland Baptist Church in Cleveland, Ohio. He currently serves as a North America Director of Spiritual Leadership Asia, a ministry that assists those endeavoring to preach the gospel and plant Baptist churches in the 1040 window with a particular focus on Asia. Now here's Kevin with this week's Labors in the Harvest podcast. for Labors in the Harvest podcast. We want to thank you for joining us again today for another conversation or continuing conversation that we started last week. My guest is Dr. Toby Weaver, who serves on the staff at West Coast Baptist College, currently kind of a rep and travels the country. And this summer's uh, on the road down in the southeast portion of the United States with a group, singing group from the college and has the opportunity to interact with folks who have, may have an interest Dr. Weaver, thank you for joining me again with uh, for our, this uh, next segment of our conversation uh, about your life in ministry. I really appreciate the opportunity, Pastor. Thank you so much. Well, it's it's really my joy to have you. So last week, as we uh, had our conversation, we were talking a little bit about your life and the impact that Jerry Falwell had upon you, and then we kind of ended with the fact that you uh, some people took you to Tennessee Temple and you were introduced to the ministry there, and uh, uh, of course, under the leadership uh, back in those days of Dr. Lee Robertson and Dr. J.R. Faulkner, and then Charles Wagle, who was uh, one of the uh, professors there. And uh, those men all had an impact upon your life. And so you ended up uh, attending Tennessee Temple and graduating with your master's degree in 1972. Is that a correct statement? Yes, sir, it is. Yeah. And God used uh, uh, the circumstance of uh, meeting your wife. So let's talk a little bit about your wife, Rita. Uh, I, I take it that you two met at Tennessee Temple. We did, and she's she's the oldest of six, and uh, all the children um, went to Tennessee Temple College and graduated, uh, all of them with honors, amazingly enough. And um, and so uh, her mother and dad, even way way back there, her dad graduated at Tennessee Temple, and and uh, I mean just back in the fifties and the early sixties, and uh, so that that was a, a big influence in her life, and. Uh, and so, yes, well, uh, she, she and I did meet at Temple. And then uh, how long did you know each other before, uh, you know, you knew that this was the gal who you were going to marry? Well, that's funny. I, I was working at Sears, downtown Chattanooga, selling shoes, working my way through school. But I, I had sung in a quartet with a, with a godly young man, Greg Huffman. A lot of people recognize that name. And Greg, Greg had married Ruth, and, uh, and they, they, they were just good friends of mine, and and Ruth had a dream that uh, Toby Weaver married Rita Ford, and Rita, <laughs> Ruth, Rita and Ruth had worked together at Camp Joy there in Chattanooga, uh, Dr. Robertson's camp. And so uh, Ruth conned Greg into calling me at Sears and said, let's double date tonight. And I said, well, I'm going to trust you. And so uh, I, met, I met Rita that night in August 1969, and 11 months later, we were married. All Boom. right. And the, con the condition of marrying her was that she had to finish college and she had two more years to go, right? 
exactly. Her dad put a gun to my head and said, she got two years and, and, uh, and so I'm going to let you do this, but you got to promise me she'll graduate. And so I said, if you'll let me marry her, I, I, I give you my word, she'll graduate. And, and that and she, was kind of the, the reason that you went on to get uh, your master's degree while she was going to school, you continued on in college. Exactly. And, you know, uh, amazingly enough, the administration had, had asked me to start teaching a couple of classes, even while I was in seminary. And so went to seminary full time, uh, taught some classes at the college and worked at Sears. And, and then there was a chapel, one of the Highland Park chapels in Dalton, Georgia. My wife and I served there as well during that time. Wonderful. It was great. It was great. So you and Rita have uh, two children, two boys, I believe. Can you share a little bit about that? Yes, sir. They're, uh, they're miracles from the Lord. Well, we learned early on that if we were going to have children, we'd have to adopt children. And we, get, we began praying and fasting and waiting on the Lord. And uh, March the 20th, 1976, uh, our son Todd, we called him Michael Todd. Todd was born in Murfreesboro. In fact, I'm standing almost where I can see the courthouse where we signed the papers because I'm in Murfreesboro today on tour. And so Todd was born. And then um, Joey came along March March the March the twenty March the twenty seventh, nineteen eighty. He was born at St. Margaret's Hospital in Hammond, Indiana. Uh, Dr. Jack Hiles was very instrumental in us getting Joey. And so Todd is forty five today, pastoring a church in Santa Barbara, California. Joey is uh, forty one. He's been. Both of our sons have their masters from West Coast, and uh, they uh, have been in ministry. Joey has been a pastor. He's been a missionary in El Salvador for a number of years, and now he's uh, he's teaching and coaching in uh, South Haven, Michigan. Wow. Well, you know that's a, it's a blessing how God works and uh, you know does things for His people, giving you uh, folks uh, two two young men to to raise for the honor and glory of the Lord. So, uh, I know that's not an easy journey, specifically when you're talking about adoption, and so many people today want children, and it's so hard to get them and. So glad yes. that God gave them to you. That's a blessing. It was a miracle. Yes, sir. Well, let's, uh, after graduation, so you finished uh, Tennessee Temple in 1972. So talk to you, talk to our listeners about your ministry journey. Where did you first land in, in ministry after graduation? You know, those are, and, and that's a good, that's a good statement. Uh, the, the journey, the journey. And every, every day, every day is a journey for me yes, sir. and my wife and for uh, the ministry. I, 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 call, I, I tell our singing group, it's the daily adventure. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, just never know who you're going to witness to, what you're going to see, who you can influence. But to answer your question, um, we we left Chattanooga. We we both graduated in '72, and there was a church in Oklahoma City, the Windsor Hills Baptist Church, mm -hmm. and uh, Dr. Pete McGuire was the pastor at that particular time, and and somehow we connected with him, and he he said he wanted to start a Bible institute. We call it the Oklahoma Baptist Institute, and so. My wife and I went there and we helped begin the Oklahoma Baptist Institute, which eventually Dr. Vineyard came and it became the Oklahoma Baptist College. And Dr. Vineyard was there for many years and did a wonderful job. But we were there for uh, a number of years and, and I was the music guy, the youth guy, the, the uh, institute fellow. And my, my wife, who is unbelievably organized, uh, I'm not, thank the Lord she is, she she sort of ran the institute. She was the administrator and did all that kind of stuff and mm -hmm. played the piano for me and and the, the, that was a good time. And we went, you want me to continue where we went from there? Yes, sir. Yes. And so we, uh, we had served the Lord for a couple of years in the little chapel in Dalton, Georgia, while we were in seminary. And 
Pastor Jack Scallions uh, contacted us and he said, uh, Toby, I've just taken a church in Athens, Tennessee. We have about 70 in church and I need help. And, uh, and I knew the Lord. I just knew the Lord wanted us to go there. And so we sold our new house. We sold our new car and we loaded up. And by faith, we went to uh, Athens, Tennessee. And uh, with Jack Scallions, we were there for a number of years. And that was a miraculous uh, number of years. And I could talk about that until I pass out. It was just great. I, and I love Brother Jack. And he's retired now. And, and um, but those were great years. And then uh, I, I began feeling in my heart, I, I, I need to be a better soul winner. And so I went to Hiles Anderson College as a 30-year-old young man, my wife, and Todd was a baby. And I said, I want to take that one-year course there. So I went up there, worked in the steel mill that year. And, uh, but I had known Dr. Evans at Temple. I had known uh, Judson Mitchell at Temple. I had known Jim Jorgensen at Temple. But I was working 60 hours a week, taking 18 hours classes. And wow. My baby. And, and you know, so the, the year was over. And, and so I began praying. Not, uh, uh, do, you, do you want me to go start a church? And and then Brother Hiles and Dr. Evans called me in and said, "What would I, would I consider, would I consider staying right there?" And and I and again, I just felt an overwhelming peace from the Lord. And and we were there 13 years, and God was good to us. And I got to teach that young married couples class for 10 years. And Brother Hiles was so gracious. He he said, "I want you to treat that class as a church." And he gave me that freedom. I guess he trusted me, and I appreciated that. And so. Those were, those were great years there. And uh, then we, we went from there. Um, the, the Lord moved us to uh, Canoga Park, California, of all places, and, and got to serve the Lord for a couple of years with Dr. Roland Rasmussen. I coached baseball and worked with music and some other things there for a couple of years. And then uh, we felt the Lord leading us uh, away. And so uh, I, was in, I was in transition at that time, Brother Folger, and still... Rita's brother, Joey, was a youth pastor at the Providence Baptist Church down in Riverview, Florida. And I felt like God was leading us there. And then they asked Rita to teach. And I said, this, this is a time in between ministries. And I'm waiting on the Lord and trying to, both of our boys were now teenagers and struggling with some things. And I was trying to help them. And I said, I'm just going to, I'm going to sink my life into my family for a little while. I just felt like that's what the Lord wanted me to do. So I did. And I uh, worked at Sears and, and uh, literally passed through that, that store. I'm, I mean, I, I just, I, I approached that thing as ministry. And then on, um, I was at a watch night service and Rita and the boys were in Chattanooga and, and the Lord spoke to me distinctly. And I went home that night. And I sat by the telephone for two hours feeling that strongly. Somebody's going to call me. And the next day I went back to work and the Lord put on my heart to call Brother Hiles at home. I had his home number memorized and I called him at home and he answered and I don't know how he knew this stuff brother Folger but he said are you tired of pastoring at Sears Church I said yes <laughs> and, and he said well I know a church in Michigan Adrian Michigan and, and uh in about a month I was there pastoring that church for a number of years and and, uh, and th those were great years great years God miraculously did some things and and then Dr. Rasmussen who is my brother-in-law got a hold of me and he was at West Coast and he said, we're going to need a dean of students someday. And, and I had known Dr. Paul Chapel for years and I followed his ministry. I mean, I mean, exclusively, I, I loved it. Had gone to leadership, taken my staff to leadership meetings. And, and, uh, and I had even thought, man, I'd give anything 
to be in Lancaster, California, if I could just help Dr. Paul Chapel in any shape or form, I'd do it in a heartbeat. And the Lord opened that door. Boom, here we are 20 years later. Well, this is such a, uh, an interesting thing because, you know, of course, in my circumstance, I went one place and stayed for 41 years yes. and here God moved you in different places. I want to ask you a little bit about that hiatus, so to speak, down in Florida where for three years you were working uh, just a secular job and going to church. Um, for Obviously, there was, a, there was a purpose in all of that. Sometimes I think people in ministry, um, you know, we, we have this idea if we're not, you know, serving in a full-time capacity, we're out of the will of God. Uh, clearly in your life, there was a reason that God did that. And can you speak to, to that for just a moment to maybe our listeners, because somebody may be sitting on the sidelines right now and God has a purpose in it, but yet they may be discouraged. Yes. And it would be easy to let your guard down. It would be easy to say, uh, what are people saying? What are people thinking? And um, you have to put that aside because the will of God settles everything. Yes, sir. And you, ha- and you have to be, you have to be, understand that uh, sometimes God, sometimes God gives us delays and those delays are for a purpose. And sometimes he, he wants us to stop, be still and know, he says, be still and know that I am God. And sometimes we're running in ministry headlong into oblivion. And I caught myself being more concerned about Uh, the name Toby. I caught myself being uh, more worried about uh, my reputation and did I get a meeting or did this or that and and, uh, and it convicted me. It convicted me and then some circumstances came along with with our boys struggling with with some things and as teenage boys do, I know I sure did Mm -hmm. and um, and so I just decided uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up I'm gonna go to all their practices I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down with them. We're going to do things together. I'm, I'm going to be their dad. And, uh, and I had to work from can to can. It was just it was a very struggling time, but, but it was a victory time. Mm-hmm. And, and there were many days I'd go out onto Tampa Bay, and I'd look out across Tampa Bay, and I'd just tell the Lord, I'd be crying, man. I was, I was a mess. I'd just say, no, Lord, I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. But I know, I know in my heart that you have chosen, you have chosen this path at this particular time for me, and it's not what I would really want to do, but I, but I accept it. And, and I'm, I don't want to do this, and, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll be in the choir. I'll go soul winning. I'll, uh, I'll take my Bible to work. Um, I'll try to be a witness. I'll try to help people up at the store. Um, and so, you know, the, uh, it, it, was a, it, was, it was a challenging, it was a challenging time, but it was a it was a delay time, but sometimes God's delays uh, are, are his purpose. Absolutely. Uh, and, and so, and what he did, what he did for me, and this was the amazing thing. Those three years, I worked closely with finances, auditing, and w- working for Sears and traveling for Sears and doing some things with people, with, with worldly people, so many worldly people that I got to witness to, that all that trained me to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. I mean, so because when I became the pastor of a particular church that God led me to, it was upside down financially. They had struggled. There were all kind of divisions in the church. And, and, um, and I had worked for Sears in those years, and I'd worked with all that stuff. And, and so God prepared me. God was preparing me in, in private. He was preparing me in private for, for, for what he wanted to do with me in public. And if, you, if people can understand that, 
that uh, you're not being punished, you're being trained, you're being groomed, you're being, you're being polished, you're not being whipped. And it's, it's a time where you just have to step back and wait on God and enjoy the journey. Yes, sir. Well, I just want to tell you, you know, from my perspective, I appreciate so much a man who says, look, I'm willing to do that rather than push on just because of my pride in ministry, because of my family means so much to me. And I'm going to make that investment in, in the family. And certainly the Lord honored that in many ways. And uh, so, again, I, I would just want our listeners to know that there's a time sometimes when uh, yeah. circumstances happen, but it's not lost if we'll allow God to, to have his will and way in our lives. And so I just want to let you know, I appreciate your willingness to put your family there, uh, you know, in, in front of ministry and making sure they're taken care of. You know, that's interesting. And, and sometimes and warn and warn the brethren and the folks and their wives that you, 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 you cannot, you cannot hone in what are people thinking? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what they're thinking. It matters what God is yeah. thinking. Yes, sir. Well, as we wrap up uh, our conversation, you know, would ask you just maybe just to maybe give a challenge um, to our listeners about about life and ministry. And uh, you know, here you are. You're in your seventieth years, uh, in your seventh seventh decade, uh, pressing on to towards number number eight, and uh, you're still going. So, what would you say to our listeners who perhaps are just starting the journey? Yeah, I would say study the life of Paul very carefully. Um, because he challenged me in the life of David, the life, because David, I like to sing, I like all that stuff. And I, you know, but I, I get it, man, that David and his struggles, uh, study, study the life of, of some of these men. I, I read about Jacob this morning, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling with the Lord. And, and sometimes we wrestle with the Lord and, and he will, he will break what we think is the strongest part of us because he, he, he wants us to yield to him. Yes, sir. And, uh, and that's he broke the, the hollow of, of, of old Jacob's thigh. And that was the strongest part of his body. And he, ma- he made him cripple so he could get his attentions. And so God, God is working on us and he's working through. He, I, I have I read something this morning from Brother Alan Fong's devotional book. It doesn't matter what I get out of trials. What really matters is what God gets out of me through the trials. Mm. What God what God uh, derives from my life going through trials. And so trials are going to come. I'm, I, I mean, I don't care who you are, or what you are, we're going to go through some things. Um, and then the, I, I read with the apostle, the apostle Paul said, I labored more abundantly than they all. Yes. That, 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 that strikes me. And so you, you've been, you've used the same church for over 40 years and, and you didn't get there by twiddling your thorns, your thumbs. You stayed the pastor because you labored abundantly more than they all I just want to challenge uh, preachers today and, and full-time Christian workers that um, the world is working their, themselves into a frenzy, and we need to work ourselves more abundantly than they all. That's, and that's the way Paul did, and it has been one of the keys to uh, any any spiritual success is you got to work. Yes, sir. You just have to work. Yes, sir. And, well, uh, I appreciate you, you joining me, Brother Weaver. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time. I know you're, you're busy with uh, being on the road with the, the group. And so I want to um, just um, say on behalf of our listeners, thank you for your years of ministry and investment. And uh, certainly uh, your, your journey and your willingness to share that with us is a blessing today. So to all of our listeners, we want to say thank you for being a part of today's uh, podcast. 
And uh, I hope that you'll join us again next week when we'll have a conversation with another one of uh, those that are laboring for the Lord in, in his harvest. And it's our prayer that God will give you a great day. And if you're just starting the journey, I want to encourage you to stay faithful. If you're along in the journey, continue on. Uh, I believe we're at the end of, uh, of the time. I don't know how much time we have left, but we sure, sure do believe that Jesus is soon to return and uh, he needs to find us faithful. And so once again, we want to thank you for being a part of today's podcast. Hope that you have a great day. This is Kevin Folger, and we wish you the very, very best. Thanks for listening. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's podcast. If you've been helped, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Please feel free to leave us a comment and or a rating. If you'd like more information about Kevin Folger, please visit his website, kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us next time with more conversations with Kevin and his guests as they tell their story of being laborers in the harvest. Mm-hmm.